One, two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. Your host, Scott Need. I'm coming with the most timely message of all time. You better be listening to this podcast when it goes live because there's a few changes coming in January that affect your products inside Amazon Fulfillment Centers. So maybe this is a news bulletin, but I actually have a guest with me that is part of the solution. There are many solutions. I'm not going to pretend that like, you know, I have figured it all out. But I've tried a few different things and I failed a few different things. We're going to be talking about returns and how like your stale inventory, how it works against your business. Like it just costs you money all over the place. And so we want to minimize that. I've got Daniel from Stellar Service, Ohio. Daniel, I was going to say your last name, but I'm probably going to murder it. Even though we've been talking <laughs> with it, is it Boucher? It's Boucher, French Canadian. Oh, on the yes. Side. Yeah. <laughs> yes. French Canadian. And funnily enough, my dad's name is Bob Boucher, Robert Boucher. So he was the Bobby Boucher of the family. <laughs> Wait a second. How do I know that Bobby Boucher? Is uh, that, water boy. That well, literally is his name? Well, yeah, it is Bob, but also called Bobby. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> there's that's, always that fun little. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I was in high school when that came out and it'd be really funny to like breaks the fourth wall. Like it's talking to you like, Hey, Bobby Boucher. We're distracted because we're talking about Amazon. And specifically the idea is that like stale inventory works against your business, whether mm -hmm. you're, this affects anyone that has, that uses FBA. I'm just going to say a few of my business's strategies. I don't think I've talked all about it on the podcast in full detail, but Anything that is like older than 90 days, there's some problems around it. And there's a lot of different ways to, you know, figure your way through it. I'm going to talk about five ways. One of them is very specific to what Daniel's going to talk about, but this will kind of just like key off the conversation. So obviously the best situation with stale inventory is to sell it. You just rather sell it. It just gets rid of the, you know, the best economics. Even if you have to discount <laughs> that inventory, you want to sell it. I mean, if you're willing to like, you know, advertise stuff and get 30% ACOS, sometimes people think that's like very reasonable. Why wouldn't you throw a 30% coupon on it? So there's coupons, there's primary exclusive discounts. I would encourage, you know, try and figure out a way to sell it. Maybe you say your 90 day to 180 day window. That's where you're like just discounting. When I'm talking about these days, I'm saying how many days it's been in Amazon FBA. Second, we have Amazon's liquidation program. They've done a good job of making it better from where it came from. It was kind of crappy at the beginning because like they would reject so much inventory and like, it was only available in certain FCs, but they've grown it and they generally report you get five to 10% of the value. There's a few problems with it. Not every product can be liquidated. And you may lose a little bit of control. Actually, before we go into these <laughs> later, let's hit Amazon liquidation right now. Yeah, absolutely. From what we've seen, at least with the clients that we're working with, you're absolutely right. Like a couple of years ago, they released it from the beta version and now most people have access to it. It's pretty accurate. Like we look at their, uh, our clients' liquidation reports and they are getting that five to 10% of value. Now, all, all honesty, their weighted average typically runs right around 5.5%. Right. So while some they sell up to 10%, okay. most of the time it, yeah. it runs right at 5.5%. Interesting. And of course, then you have to compare it right with there, their fees versus removal. There costs. is a fee to do liquidation, is there not? There is. There's a 15%. Is that, is that the same as a removal fee? It used to be two years ago. Last year, they changed it to increase removal and disposal. And then this year, obviously, they're increasing that fee again. 
what it is, it's a 15% commission fee for Amazon's okay. liquidation. Okay. And then they have a very small fee. The implications, of course, that the other removal disposal fees are higher means that if you're looking to liquidate your inventory for 5.5% on Amazon's liquidation service, you essentially have to now get at least 10% off of Amazon's liquidation service if you're looking at a liquidator or some other service to help you with that inventory, right? Because you can incur higher fees to remove it. So you have to get a higher payout at the end oh, of the day. Okay. So you're yep. saying, yeah, like you would probably need to get closer to 10% back from mm-hmm. an off a non-Amazon liquidator. Yep. So, Whether you're doing it yourself, bring it back to your own warehouse or selling it to someone yeah. else. That's the And point. that's what you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, Stellar Service Ohio. This is the third yeah. way is you can use an off Amazon liquidator. I have sent you guys inventory, sent you guys the worst of the inventory. I've had employees kind of try and do this as a side hustle for themselves. Nothing scalable, but like I worked out. Like I said, the perfect way to do this is actually just to sell your inventory yourself on amazon.com. The second is to use some sort of liquidation, (laughs) some sort of, maybe they call it reverse logistics, something. And, but tell me a little bit more about your guys' solution. I was reconnected with Dan. His site is actually really good. It's really clean, makes sense and answers some great questions that maybe we don't even cover on this podcast. Yeah, I appreciate that. So typically if you're looking to sell off of Amazon's liquidation service, you're going to send it to either liquidator, right? Like us. Or another option is to send it to a service provider. Like you said, reverse logistics service provider. Those guys are going to charge you fees to receive it, test it, store it, and then help you resell it. And of course, they're charging you fees along the way. And the difference that we've found, because these companies have existed for years, actually, even before the Amazon's liquidation service really came into. They don't actually get rid of the inventory. They're probably trying to give it back to you in some fashion after a, a fee. I think there was one I actually met a few weeks ago who does a combination of charging a fee to get typically the best stuff back into your seller account. And then sometimes they have a tacked on liquidation program. Typically, they're just partnering with people in the liquidation industry to buy the like 75% of cheaper items or items that are too low quality to be resold back on Amazon. Because that's what we see, at least ultimately at the end of the day, no matter how much you test, how many items you get, most of the items are going to have to be resold off of Amazon instead of being resold back on Amazon as used. There are some exceptions, right? If you're like a wholesaler with a lot of name brand good stuff, you can sell some of that stuff on eBay and so on and so forth. But for these, there are these service providers, right, that exist. And then there's us who wants to buy the inventory. The service providers typically that, I mean, I've met them, they're really great guys. They will typically do a best job and actually be able to sometimes beat that 10% benchmark we're talking about. But it's only for items that are typically... Well, it used to be in the 30% or $30 retail range plus, and now it's kind of in the $40 plus just because they have to incur set rate fees to process all of the broken units as well as the ones that actually can be resold. So you're paying fees for all those things in between. So they're really good at products typically that you have that are, and we're talking about returns here, right? Because if you don't have excess inventory, typically that excess new product is going to be really cheap at this point. Now, for our company, like I mentioned a couple of years ago, I met Scott and I wanted to test out, is there an opportunity to purchase this cheaper stuff and sell it for more? And it honestly, it took a year and a half to build out our software to figure out the details. But essentially what we figured out is that we can't pay more than Amazon's liquidation service for most of your returns that are cheaper than that 30 or $40 price point. We can offer more that like seven to 10% plus for items that are 
you know, $40 to $100. But most of these cheaper items, it's just very hard to get above that 10% mark, you know, after including our own fees. What we do mention, though, whether using us or this other service provider, is that, like you said, Amazon's liquidation service typically, from what we've seen, is only accepting anywhere between uh, 40 and 70% of your inventory as eligible. And there's a few different, you know, whether it was fulfillment centers not having this program in place. I think it actually has a lot to do with liability restraints they have, right? If a customer returns like an electronic back to them and says it was defective, I don't know if Amazon can like, will have a liability issue reselling that downstream to a liquidation center. So they are essentially making it ineligible. So what we do, or you can go to these third-party service providers for this, is all that extra 30 to 60% of your ineligible inventory. You can send those to us knowing you won't get as much most of the time for your inventory, but you get something more than $0, right? Because you're going to have to dispose of the rest ultimately. Interesting. So you say that you guys do better with over $40 price point? We're competitive typically with a service provider who's going to charge you fees or with us. Typically, we're going to offer 7, 10, 12%, which is competitive around the same recoverable um, value to Amazon's then, liquidation. But then you do a better job with like what is ineligible on Amazon's. Yeah, because ultimately those items, you know, if you're really considering Amazon liquidation at this point for your inventory, you're not going to bring it back to your warehouse, right? You're not going to commit any more time to it. The truth is it does take some people a while in this mm-hmm. business to kind of stomach the idea that like, hey, look, <laughs> you just got to get rid of this. Absolutely. Yeah. My first year, I would have been like, oh, no, we're not going to liquidate. We got solutions. And then like year five, year six, year seven, I'm like, get this stuff gone. I don't want to deal with these headaches anymore. I don't want these problems. This is already taking more mind share than I want it. That's why I've been like all in on liquidating. If something, if you can't sell it, if I can't sell it on amazon.com for at all, I want it gone. I never want to see it again. That's where if you're not there yet, people listening, like you'll get there. <laughs> Just give it time. Um, and you guys fit an interesting niche and you do accept basically everything. Is that? We accept a lot of things. Typically like with a wholesale business like yours, you're going to have a bunch of different categories, right? A bunch yeah. of different values, a value range. So if we're working with a partner who wants to send us some stuff that we normally wouldn't accept, we just have it on our pricing just to pay $0 and to you know properly dispose of that thing, recycle yeah. it, whatever. But some of the categories we don't pay for are like arts and crafts, DVDs, books, grocery, because typically people are just trying to get rid of expired goods or close to expired goods. So we'll accept that stuff if it's part of a bigger mix. But if you're an exclusively, you know, grocery focused wholesaler, you may have to find an alternative. But at the end of the day, the majority of products out there are a big mix and um, we can accept most of that. So So just to go through this list, I think you even mentioned another one of how to get rid of excess inventory. Do you Mm -hmm. think about like Amazon's outlet deals? Unfortunately, I don't know much about them. None of the clients uh, that I've worked with have really heavily it, considered it, it, it. it. They've kind of built a storefront for liquidation. Uh-huh. I've looked on it before and I was confused, right? Because it's different than Amazon's warehouse deals yeah. site, right? An outlet deal is sold by the seller at a discount. <laughs> it's a price that they force you. It increases the exposure. That's kind of why, but they do force a lower price. It's not crazy low. It's like at least 30% lower, but- 
And that's a great thing you bring up, Scott. If there's anything you can do with it, even to bring more traffic to your brand or site, yeah. you should do that first before seeking out liquidation because even the liquidators who are legitimately paying 8% by the truckload, believe it or not, that's a really expensive price to pay. And even the liquidators in the industry who are paying that for truckloads of Amazon are making really thin margins. You really have to get big. Okay, this leads to me to one of the most interesting questions of all. How do liquidators make money? There's a few ways. Amazon has their liquidation program at the top, or even they often liquidate their disposed, quote unquote, disposed units. They will liquidate that off. And then there's what are called contract holders, right? They have people who sign a contract that, you know, gets renewed every year who purchase these truckloads, usually dozens a day, you know, at hundreds of thousands or million square foot spaces. And then they have typically teams of salespeople or huge buyers list who will then, instead of taking dozens of trucks a day, maybe they'll take a few trucks a week. And then you get down to the next layer where you have people who will buy a truckload a week who will then sell it by the pallet. And it kind of makes this big pyramid of reselling that comprises the liquidation industry. Now, of course, there's plenty of liquidators out there who aren't just selling bulk. They'll actually buy truckloads and either open up discount stores or kind of this new liquidation phenomenon. It's not a new idea, but it has become definitely more popular in the last few years are what are called bin stores. Have you ever heard of those? No. Okay. Perhaps you've heard of like a Goodwill bin store where they take all their junk and just dump it in bins and people just root through it all day to find like goodies and, and treasure hunt. It's a similar deal where, and it's kind of the best solution, especially for these lower value returns where you don't want to invest time in it. You don't want, you know, the resale value is much harder to extract. So what they do is they take this huge truckload of goods to open up typically like a cheap lease in a mall to help you utilize these like kind of abandoned mall spaces, or sometimes even in your own warehouse, they'll dump all these products out and they'll have five or six days a week where they start at $8 and they'll go to $5, $4, $3, $2, $1. And that guarantees essentially not only that they get foot traffic, this exciting treasure hunt experience, but also that they can sell through everything they have because eventually anyone will buy most anything for a dollar, right? It's just a really efficient that way. It is so interesting. <laughs> My company, Buy Boxer, started out of a retail store. We still have this retail store. It's a yeah. good store. For a little while, we had like some of our liquidation that we would sell in the store ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it did good. It kind of created this own, like, you know, in our, in our small town, like people knew about it, you know, like you never know what you're going to find, but it's hard to manage. I almost feel like that, that liquidation strategy is almost like a management hack more than it is than anything else, because you just want to touch inventory as little as possible if you're in this phase. But if you create these tiers of like, Hey, this bin, is $8 and then you like ne the next week, all you do is to slap on five and then you slap on four. Oh my goodness, we got to do this. It's a really good concept for like reinvigorating retail spaces and guaranteeing, like even if you're running a regular discount store, people will run these sales at essentially at cost so they can drive traffic in and make sure people are buying these other uh, priced items that they have. It's become this whole industry and it's typically one of the best ways other than reselling items back online on eBay, on Amazon is used that liquidators use just to get rid of the the rest of the quote unquote junk. So. Okay. Are Amazon liquidators ever selling stuff to like Ross or like, do they get contracts that go kind of like to those bigger stores? As far as I can tell, I don't think so. Typically because those discount stores are working with the clothing items or the clothing retailers in mass and they're buying a lot of like the extra runs or the outdated stuff. But, you know, there's a million different 
businesses under the sun that will buy in these Amazon loads just to utilize this one liquidation concept. And honestly, at some point I, I will expect, I've even talked to people who are interested in potentially like franchising this concept and making it like a more commonly seen thing in the United States. Even if you want to, Scott, I'll bet if you look on Google or Facebook where a lot of these businesses exist, you could probably find one. What um, are they called again? Bin stores. Or if you just search for liquidation or pallet sale. That's typically what you're going to find. I'm going to start going to them. Oh, this is going to be great. My life Honestly, gonna my wife's going to hate it. <laughs> it's a really fun experience. Like, And that's the reason why they can afford to move all this stuff. I, it's just I'm because seeing, people love I'm it. A, I'm seeing a bin and buy. Probably bin, one of those, yeah. A, a bid and buy. And like these all have like really low review counts on Google. Like they, these are like, like you said, like kind of like they've popped up. So what we're doing at our business is we used to run a sale like this every month just to get rid of all the extra stuff. Because like I said, about 75% of our inventory of the returns coming to us can't be resold back online. And so we'd run this type of sales to get rid of extra inventory. But eventually at a certain point, we've been growing large enough to build whole truckloads to then sell to these buyers. I I like, you know, the good, better, best, you know, like the best, like we said, you know, selling Amazon. (laughs) Exactly. Better is find some sort of attractive liquidation. And then there's like the good, which is like, okay, let's create these bin stores. The thing is, is what people really want is like an answer to the worst of the worst of the worst. Exactly. There we go. We found the bottom. (laughs) And if you can't sell this in that bin strategy, then you got to throw it away. Start burning it. I'll tell you right now, for sellers out there, a lot of them send their inventory back to their warehouse. And so they have a large quantity of this stuff. Go look on Google, go look on Facebook, try to find one of these local guys and tell them you have this inventory. Typically they're buying it from like a buck to $2, offer it for 50 cents, take all. Most of them will jump on the opportunity. Same with us. We'll buy it that cheap and we'll resell it on essentially at cost to have it dealt with. And it's a good way to get rid of a lot of the extra stuff you have lying around your warehouse, your workspace, whatever. Love it. Yeah. Man stale and liquidated inventory. I mean, like I have just had to destroy probably half a million dollars of inventory through Amazon. Oh, this is the final thing. This is why this is like timely and more important. We're hitting Christmas. You're going to get a lot of returns. We're hitting Christmas. And on January 17th, Amazon is changing the game. They're making like, oh my goodness. I knew 10 years ago when I saw Amazon's removal fees, I was like, this is awesome. You're telling me I can return 30 pounds stuff for 50 cents. Didn't you run a fun little experiment there? Didn't you run a fun experiment with one of your Uh, friends? (laughs) I mean, I would abuse the crap out of it. I, you know, I was single at the time and like, you know, I was like a party trick. I'd be like, okay, Hey, give me your address. I'm going to send you some stuff. And like, I would send just like random stuff to girls and I should have led with this story. This is such a good story. And like, I would do this to friends. I would like, almost like send them stuff as like a hassle. I'd be like, (laughs) I'd be like, oh, this is one of the worst experiences of my life where I just felt so guilty. We had, you know, we buy, we were buying from algorithms and now we don't look at every single product that we bought. Big mistake sometimes. One of those mistakes was that we bought these like, maybe like a horse bath. Think of like what a horse would take a bath in, like a trough, not a bath, but like it would fill up like a water container that would probably be like seven feet wide. And like, it was a tub and maybe they use this at farms or whatever, but the FBA fee was like $200. And I was like, what the crap? Why did we buy this? Why did our warehouse send this in? So I'm like swearing up a storm, but I'm like, I gotta get rid of this. This monthly costs us so much money because of all the space it takes. 
And I'm like, well, it only cost me 50 cents to remove it. <laughs> and so I ship one to my friend's house. Now get this. It shows up in a semi truck. Some guy pulls up to my friend's house and says like, hey, who's this person? I actually think I put eligible bachelors as like the name and like who can sign for <laughs> eligible bachelors. And like no one was there because they were at work. Uh, so guess what happened? That truck left to where it goes and came back a few days later with the same thing. And finally, fortunately, someone there was willing to drop it off. They called me up. They called the number. I'm like, please just drop it off. I hate that this is like taking another like form of life. <laughs> and he did. He let it go without a signature, dropped it up on the porch. I got to like laugh at my friends for all that trouble. But I got to feel bad for this. And they ended up selling on a Craigslist for like 70 bucks. It wasn't like a zero of a product. Yeah. But those days are over. The removal fees, they're going to cost more. They're going to cost close to the same if it's small and light. But, you know, they could get to $2, $3, $4, $5. And then on January 17th, they're doubling it. That sucks. Obviously, they have to recoup their losses. But my always thought that they had it so low because they wanted to make sure that people are just willing to get rid of the stuff in FBA. Absolutely. I think they're starting to change their fees now, obviously, because it costs them more, but also because they have um, switched everyone to automated removals right now. They used to not require that, but about a year, two years ago, they switched that over so that everyone in their automatic removal settings has to choose some option, whether that's removal, disposal, liquidation, and so on. So they've definitely been pushing towards this focus on getting inventory out of their warehouse whenever it's been sitting. For sure. Yeah. That's why at the beginning, when I said in this podcast, you have to like listen to this episode on time because you have to get this figured out in the next few weeks. And one of those options is Stellar Service Ohio. I have sent him real crappy products. He was very generous and tried to figure out solutions and came back a year and a half later and be like, okay, now I got this figured out, Scott. Like, here's what we can do. So this is a very timely conversation. Thanks, Daniel, for you know jumping on uh, to share your perspective because you have a little bit more experience with liquidations. Like I, I want the least amount of experience possible with liquidation. I just don't want to think about it. How did you actually get into this? Like, are you still a seller? So I started out reselling books online originally. And then I went to, I actually bought, ended up purchasing on a regular basis from a few electronic recyclers, a lot like pallets and pallets of electronics. And so I was mostly an eBay seller for a while. And then what happened was a couple of years ago, a little bit before I, maybe six months before I contacted you, I realized that that side of my business, while it was good and profitable, and gave me the amount of time to explore other things, I had kind of plateaued in new sources. So I was out there exploring, okay, what's the bigger opportunity out here to purchase a new resale product as long as obviously it's beneficial to the other people who are selling it. Amazon excess product and returns is a big category. It's been a wild ride trying to figure that all out. Interesting. All right. Well, I love the story. I need to start telling my story more often. Oh, it's so painful. <laughs> of shipping horse bath containers to my friends. I did this as like, I was trying to abuse them emotionally to have like crap on their porch. But now I know about these bin and buys, I'm all in. All right. Like I was saying, it's stellarserviceohio.com. Check them out. This could be part of your stack of liquidation solutions. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Scott. I really appreciate you having us on. Thanks everyone for listening. I cannot wait to continue. You know, the podcast is getting more fun for me because I'm allowing myself to have more fun. So if you like this podcast episode, please share it with other people and we'll, we'll all have a good time together. 
I hope that you avoid all of those crappy Amazon fees. Take care, everyone. One, two, three. Yeah!